Colonel Tom Butler of the Montana Highway Patrol. Good morning, sir, and welcome for your first time here at News Talk 730 KYYA. Good morning, sir. Morning, Scott. Thanks for the opportunity to call in. Yeah, and uh, also you're going to be on our Justice uh, Under the Big Sky, which is coming up here on September 25th. So I just want to thank you uh, for uh, being one of the panel members on that uh, great program. It's hard to believe, but this is going to be our fifth year doing that. Yeah, you know, and I've I've talked to uh, Captain Edgel, sat in it on several times, and I know Attorney Ten- General Tim Fox has been down, and everybody speaks highly about it, so I'm looking forward to the opportunity. See, I have them all fooled, don't I? Uh, Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, the patrol first to get a little background history on yourself, and then uh, we'll talk about uh, some different issues like uh, employment and uh, different initiatives going on in the patrol. So uh, how many years have you been with the Montana Highway Patrol? Oh, February of this year was uh, my 26th year. Wow. So where was your first post at? I started in uh, Lincoln, Montana, in uh, I believe it was May of 1992. Wow! When I when I arrived up there. So then you kind of just did you kind of scoot over the whole state, or most of the time just stayed up in the Lincoln area? You know, I I've pretty much been in southwestern Montana. I moved from um, Lincoln to Boulder, then went to uh, Helena after that as a troop. I think it was nineteen or right, two thousand. I was promoted into Butte as a sergeant, and then I went to Three Forks as a sergeant, and went to Bozeman as a captain. Uh, came back to Helena as the operations major, which is kind of the behind-the-scenes uh, supply, the radio techs, information technology, all the stuff behind the scenes that makes the agency work. And then uh, five years this October, I was uh, promoted to colonel. You know, when you were promoted to colonel, what was one of your big, I don't want to call it task, but a uh, goal that you wanted to get done first with the patrol? You know, I really wanted to take a look at our uh, the training we were doing, um, both from the officer safety side, uh, but there's a component to that training on how we treat the public and how we deal with the public. You know, there's been several uh, issues over the last five or six years across the United States with questions about use of force and the way law enforcement are treating um, people that they encounter in their day-to-day activities. And I really wanted to make sure that we had, uh, A, the best training, because, you know, the vast majority of our agency is scattered from one end of the state to the other, and we frequently are working by ourselves uh, with assistance uh, minutes or hours away. So, uh, A, the training on officer safety and B, how we treat the people that we work with uh, in our enforcement contacts is key to everybody getting home at night. And I wanted to make sure that we really, really had uh, a handle on that. Uh, so we we have spent a tremendous amount of agency time working through those uh, issues and making sure that our training covered all aspects of that. You know, and I really think the reputation we have across the state um, sort of solidifies that we are uh, – no, very rarely do you ever hear anybody say that they were not treated with respect by a Montana Highway Patrol trooper. So I think we've been pretty successful in that regard. You know, this talk a little bit about the numbers in the Montana Highway Patrol. How many patrol officers do we have here in the state of Montana? You know, when we're fully staffed, there's right at 180 across the state. 
You know, and when you say fully staffed, uh, what percentage do you think right now you're staffed? Ninety five percent, ninety percent. What 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 kind of you know percentile are we sitting at right now? No, I think we're right in the ninety three percent range. Uh-huh. There's there's two hundred and forty uniform members <clears throat> across the agency and across all ranks, and you know with that size of a size of employees, there's always somebody coming or going. So we typically um, average 13 to 14 vacancies a year that we work through filling with two academy sessions. You know, that number ebbs and flows. Historically, in the past, we've had some very large classes. So when those guys come up on retirement, and I think the average retirement length of service is about 23 years, 23 and a half years. So that number ebbs and flows a little bit depending on the size of the class and once the guys retire and that and that sort of stuff. But And we work really hard to try and keep that vacancy number uh, as low as we can. But part of our challenge is we're beholden to the Montana Law Enforcement Academy training schedule. You know, all, all law enforcement officers in Montana have to go through the same training at the Law Enforcement Academy in Helma, and they have uh, uh, three sessions per year. And competitions for those, uh, the seats in those sessions is, uh, there's lots of, lots of people looking to get in there to fill vacancies in their agency. So we work real hard to make sure that we have people in the academy every year to keep that number as low as we can. So how close, Colonel, do you work with, you know, like the U.S. Attorney's Office, uh, Project Safe Neighborhood? How closely is the Montana Highway Patrol involved with that program? You know, I, I have to throw kudos to, uh, U.S. Attorney Kurt Almey, we have been, uh, you know, I've spent more time with the U.S. Attorney's Office in the last nine months than I have in the prior 25 years. Um, Kurt has done an amazing job of bringing everybody to the table uh, across the strait over the violent crime issue. And we have been at the table at every one of those meetings. And, you know, sometimes people forget that nearly every criminal drives and particularly in Montana, with the wide open spaces that we have, um, every criminal drives for the most part. So we are interacting with uh, people from all walks of life every day across the state and having the knowledge that uh, we have now had access to from hearing with the other agencies on what they're working on and us being able to transmit information to other agencies on people that we've been stopped, it's been a great partnership. You know, we're not directly involved with all of the operations we've had a seat at the table uh, and it's it's just been a great collaborative effort that uh, u.s attorney almy has put together this talk a little bit about the patrols some different initiatives that you guys have going you guys sometimes uh, kind of join in a group with other states like north dakota in the uh, buckle up campaigns don't you you know we try and work um regionally with our neighbors you know our surrounding states face a similar similar geography issues and the similar staffing issues uh, that we do. So, you know, it, I think it's beneficial for, A, from the media uh, side of life when the word gets out a little bit more when you see, you know, Idaho and Montana Wyoming or Montana and the Dakotas working together on a seatbelt campaign. You know, uh, seatbelts are, we could save so many lives every year if people just took that simple one-second uh, click when they backed out of their driveway in the morning. Um, so I think there's a lot of benefit to working with our neighbors on uh, those type of issues to raise awareness of you know, really what uh, some people view as a public health crisis for the amount of people that die every year in car wrecks that can be prevented. You know, uh, I 
love the Montana Highway Patrol. I think they're such a great organization. And one part of your program, the canine unit, I, I just, you know, the, uh, you know, Captain Etchell's been in with the officer, with the canine. How important are these canine units to the state of Montana? You know, from the criminal interdiction side, they're um, invaluable. Uh, they have uh, significantly increased the amount of seizures that we've had uh, as an agency since we started the canine unit. So they, they are, uh, you know, their nose is invaluable when it comes to uh, searching vehicles for uh, illegal drugs. So it's been a great, it's been a great program for us. You know, we starting with starting out with any new program, you know, there's always bumps on the road and there was a little bit of a learning curve that we figured out, but you know, I think we're getting through that. We're, we're in our fifth year of the uh, canine program and it's starting to uh, starting to solidify and we're going to be looking at, you know, the average service life for those dogs is five to seven years. So we're starting to come up on the anniversary of some of those dogs and We'll take a look at where we're at, and that'll be an opportunity to sort of review everything and how we're doing and if there's anything else we need to do along the way to make improvements to the program. Let's talk about how important social media is to the patrol, because whoever does your social media, they do an awesome job. How important is it to you guys? Well, you know, I'm very fortunate to have a lady by the name of Kristen Banchero in our office um, that has, you know, we, it's, we did not have a social media program two and a half years ago. She started uh, with nothing and has clearly turned it into something. She does great work for us. And, you know, that uh, social media is uh, the millennials' lives uh, uh, are ruled by social media. And, you know, lots of people don't read the print newspaper anymore. Uh, so it gives us a avenue to a large segment of the population or the people that we deal with on a daily basis put information and content out that resonates with them. So I think it's been a great program for our agency, and it you know, highlights our presence across the state. Uh, it gives us the ability to control the message uh, that goes out. We can set the tenor and the tone of the message and not have to rely on somebody else to write that for us. And it, it just it really provides a, a window to a large segment of the population that we were not able to contact until we started that program. You know, I think it's win-win for us you know speaking about your uh, social media i think it was three officers over in the great falls area did a little uh, singing uh, trio there uh, that uh, kind of went viral your your response on that hey you know i was amazed at that uh, Kristen walked into my office um several weeks ago and said hey i want to do one of these and i said well you know let's stay away from re religion politics and race other than that uh have at it and and i want to see the video when it's done before it's released and I was amazed at the response we've gotten from that. Yeah, um, I, I never dreamed that it would take off like that. You know, there's one day a year that is one of my funnest days to be in radio, and that's the first Saturday in December when we do Pack the Patrol. This is going to be our fifth year that we do this Pack the Patrol, where us, the Montana Highway Patrol, the Marines, we all get together at Stockman Bank on the west side of Billings, and we collect toys for Toys for Tots. I tell you, the patrol does so well with that. Well, you know, that, that just goes back to, you know, a significant portion of our job is um, public relations and resonating with the people that we uh, work and live with every day across the state. And, that, you know, that's just another opportunity for us to give back to the community and allow community members to get to know troops from across the state. And, you know, it's just a win-win for everybody. Well, Juan, thank you for coming on this morning, Colonel.
Hey, no worries. Glad for the opportunity. You betcha. Colonel Tom Butler of the Montana Highway Patrol this morning.